Look at that. Another episode of Hello World. How are you doing? Oh, oh, wait, I forgot. This is actually Hello Microsoft Build. <laughs> this is our second day of taking over the uh, Hello World stage. My name is Rick Claus. I'm joined today by another one of the hosts that are going to be joining us during Microsoft Build, taking place on May 25th, 26th, and 27th. This time, I brought along Olivier. Bonjour, Monsieur Olivier. Ça va bien avec toi? Bonjour, Rick. Comment vas-tu? <laughs> très bien, très bien. Mais on devait continuer en anglais. We should really continue in English just to make yeah. sure that we can uh, talk to a whole bunch of folks and talk about the goodness that is Microsoft Bill. But uh, So you've been tapped on the shoulder to become one of the hosts that are going to be welcoming and working with folks uh, during Microsoft Build. But That's what, what I've been like? told. Yeah, I, it was was it a surprise? Was it uh, was it the pinnacle of your career? Talk to me a little bit about that. I'll, I'll tell you next week, right? We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll try not to make it a, a total disaster. No, I'll, I'll do my best. But I, it's been a it's been a nice surprise. Caught just knocking the door on Teams and say, "Hey, Olivier, mm -hmm. we're looking for more uh, hosts for uh, for builds." I was like, "Yeah," didn't even know what I was signing up for. Um, so we'll see, right? Right. Now, I, I'm curious because I, I know a little bit about you because we've worked together in the past and we've done some content collaboration and I know that you've worked with some folks on my team as well. But can you share a little bit about your backstory, about your, your role at Microsoft and what you do yeah. for your day job? Because believe it or not, the, doing videos and doing shows like this is not actually what we do every single day. So what's your backstory? I'm part of the Azure IoT team, and I'm looking after our community engagements, trying to make sure developers out there, whether they are in the IoT space or not, working mm -hmm. on Internet of Things, know what's going on here. Uh, and um, I've been doing that for some time already. Uh, I've been at Microsoft for 15 years. Prior to that, I was developing fun IoT projects. Mm -hmm. And it, during the 15 years at Microsoft, I've been a developer advocate most of the time. Uh, and um, my role these days with the Azure IoT team has been more embedded with the engineering team, working even closer to the ones building the products, which is even cooler because I can bring the feedback from developers into the products um, more in depth. And recently, um, you know, I went to Golnas and the Channel 9 team and told them, hey, how about we do a show about IoT? And so we, we did that, started like two, three years ago, 275 episodes after. I'm still the host of the IoT show. So I think they're keeping me. So that's good. Yeah, I like that. And uh, here we are. Fine so far. Good sign so far. The, uh, the Now, with Microsoft Build Content, what we're going to be talking about for the next couple of days leading up to Build itself, we're going to be giving more depth content around what is the student zone, what is the connection zone, and also the learning zone and stuff like that. But uh, I know you're going to be talking to someone coming up shortly here about the learning zone. Is that correct? Yeah, we're going to talk with, with Naveen um, about the learning zone itself. Uh, mm -hmm. And um, we're going to talk also about other of the zones and other topics, right? I think right. you're going to talk about schedule builder as well. Right. So you know what? I'm going to save that for coming up in just a minute. But schedule builder, in case that is something that you have not, uh, sorry, session scheduler. Already, I'm going to get in trouble with the people at Microsoft Build. Session Scheduler is now open. So you can go and register for Microsoft Build and start to build your session scheduler to be able to determine what sessions you want to take in and what you want to learn about. So we'll cover that in more detail just coming up in just a little bit. Uh, but I believe um, you know, you've got something you're going to be talking about in particular around the student zone. Is that correct? Yeah, correct. Actually, students is something that's like pretty dear to my heart. Um, I've been 
a uh, captain for Imagine Cup in the past for the uh, IoT competition, for the embedded development competition. And uh, today I'd like to bring Rick, um, oh, Eric, uh, over here to talk about Imagine Cup uh, and to uh, discuss you know, what his role is and the different teams um, that are running in that competition and why you should care, why you should join and uh, watch some of these projects that Imagine Cup is producing. Awesome. Can't wait to hear from Eric. Hey Eric, how are you? Hi Olivia. Well, thanks, thanks for, for joining me. us. Today. Thanks for joining us. So before we jump into the Imagine Cup topic and you know your experience as a mentor for one of the teams, are you what are you doing these days? Uh, so I actually uh, run the team that does all the backend video engineering for Learn TV itself. And prior to that, I was a developer advocate for about three and a half years, focused on distributed systems, Kubernetes, containers, Linux, things like that. Are you on call? Are you on call right now for Learn TV? I, I am on call right now, yeah. <laughs> let's not, let's my, not my break it. My saw device then. is sitting over here. <laughs> let's not break it. Um, and so, Eric, um, tell me about Imagine Cup. What is it in a nutshell? Uh, yeah, so Imagine Cup is an annual competition that Microsoft holds for students uh, to present innovative ideas to solve global issues. And so some of the topics this year were uh, education, health, and earth. You didn't mentor one of the teams in the competition. Um, what was that team and what did they develop? What did they work on? Yeah, so I, I was fortunate enough to both be a judge for uh, some of the world finals uh, and, and also be a mentor for one of the teams. And so the team I got to mentor was Hands-On Labs. And so both of them came from kind of underprivileged communities, uh, pursuing basically engineering degrees and things like that. and. It's interesting that like in different communities, especially in other countries, you may not have access to the same type of lab equipment as other communities. And so you can't really get the same hands-on experience as somebody who goes to say a well-funded school. And you know, global pandemic, degree programs moving online has only kind of like exacerbated the problem. And so they've built a solution where they're able to stream the devices themselves from a remote location, often on the same campus and give remote control of those through the web browser. And so instructors are able to have calls like this where everybody's able to look at the equipment, they're able to discuss it and control it through both the browser and code. You, they can write code to control robotic arms and things like that as well. This is super inspiring actually, because you're thinking about these students who are in these uh, developing countries, they don't have the equipment, they don't have that, but they have the envy to learn. They wanna, they wanna ramp up, they wanna, get access to this stuff so that they can work on it after. So what is it that really inspired you, um, you know, in, in that solution, in this team that you, you mentored? Yeah, so, I mean, both of them are just the progress they've made over this, but I love the idea and I love taking this skill set that we have and applying it to global issues. And that's something I wish I had done more of in my early years. And now, you know, I'm too busy to, to get involved in a lot of that stuff. But also, you know, we talked about kind of what I'm doing now. I kind of lucked out that it's also something video streaming related. So I also got to mentor them in addition to kind of the presentation on some of the technical side of things that they can kind of take away from this and improve their solution. And what would you say to these students? I guess you already gave your advice to these ones, to this team, but in general, um, what would you say to students uh, who want to pursue the passion, uh, but aren't sure where to start? Yeah, so uh, I'd say kind of two things, right? So one of them is don't 
don't beat yourself up about the amount you struggle. So I used to tell people this all the time. The difference between juniors and seniors isn't the amount you struggle. It's that seniors have just become comfortable in it, that we kind of accept that as, as our as our day to day. And the other thing I would say is don't get too hung up on technology decisions. Which thing am I going to pursue? You're going to pivot a lot throughout your career. I have, I cut my teeth in web development and now I do stuff that's completely unrelated to it. And I've done everything in between. Uh, you're, you're building a foundation with each thing that you learn and that's going to make everything else after that much easier to learn. And I, I kind of like apply it to a graph. The more nodes on a graph, the more connections we're able to make. And then you're able to drop something else in and understand it because you can make all of those connections. So yeah, be comfortable with pivoting. Nice. Just pick something, get yourself started. Nice, nice. I like the way you you stated it. They should not to be hanging on the technology itself, but more on the problems that you're trying to solve, right? Which are big problems that you mentioned earlier. And the themes of Imagine Cup actually are about tackling big problems. What is it you would say to engineers, people who are already professionals, uh, but you know about Imagine Cup, should they care? Why should they care? Should they tune in? Yeah, they definitely should. I think it's really inspiring to see what students are creating, both from the technical complexity of the problems they're trying to solve, as well as the fact that they're trying to apply this knowledge to solve global issues. And I think it can kind of reinvigorate and rekindle hobby ideas and project ideas we have, maybe inspire us to get involved in solving some of the same problems or assisting some of these teams in, in furthering their ideas after this. Great, thanks, Eric. Um, we'll bring back Rick right now. Eric, how are you? What do you think? Yeah, the Imagine Cup is something that's near and dear to my heart. I know that uh, a good friend of ours, uh, Donovan Brown, is going to be hosting part of those segments for Imagine Cup. So uh, he's going to be coming up. Uh, maybe you can even get him on the show. You never know. I'll have to ask. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go away and let Ben come in, right? Yeah, I know. But see, I, I want to bring on Ben to help me clarify some stuff because there's a lot of content that's going to be there for Microsoft Build, and it's always a bit daunting to organize it. Uh, and so we've done a little bit of an exercise and kind of group things together into these things called core themes. And I thought, who better to bring and bring some sensibility to understanding what these means, but Mr. Ben Walters himself. Hey, Ben. Oh, thank you. It's a, it sounds like a tall order for me to bring sensibility, but I will do my best. Okay. So, <laughs> um, so right. like, you're right. 280 plus, two, 300, I forget what the number happens to be, all grouped together into various different themes. And so... There's four of them, there's five of them, there's 12 of them. How many themes do we, are we talking about here? Yeah, so what we've done is we've really taken all these sessions and this year we have four guiding themes. Um, and the idea of these themes is really to help people simplify their session choices and selection. Um, and then kind of, it also gives you that ability to understand how you want to mix and match those sessions so that you can really get the content that suits your needs. So the very first one that we are going to be talking about right now, I think the short form of it that you can find instead of session scheduler is called developer velocity. Can you can you translate that for us, man? I can, and I'm, I'm going to do my best to do this without as much marketing speak as possible, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. Like the first thing I said, it's uh, the official kind of title is it's uh, it's focused on helping you helping you increase developer velocity with Microsoft's end-to-end -end developer stack. Um, but really what that means at the heart of it is that the, the theme around Dev Velocity is focused on the tools that you use to create your applications and how that they can help you and help your developers get from, you know, idea to code to product quicker. 
Mm-hmm. And so this this is a not just a conversation around tooling, but it also spans all the different facets of Microsoft with our different solutions in all sorts of different areas. So I can see how the developer velocity piece fits in there. But the, the next one is is a bit more is is a bit I'm not going to say more interesting, but another interesting categorization. Uh, this one is is you know in. Uh, Intelligent cloud native apps is that the correct one, or am I? That's ahead? right. Yeah. So the intelligent cloud native applications theme um, really focuses on how you can bring together the power of big data and AI to okay. build that new generation of intelligent applications. So mm-hmm. you know, think about machine learning and cognitive services. All of that is fueled by data, and so bringing those together to create that that new experience for your your you know company and your customers. Mm-hmm. So bringing together the tooling from the first part and then these different uh, deeper level services with data and AI and other things also then now makes a bit more sense as far as grabbing these things and grouping them together. Uh, and then the third one, I believe, is specifically around cloud native apps. Is that correct? Yeah. So there's this kind of new motion in the dev world around cloud. Um, we may or may not have heard about it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> But uh, but yes, the third theme is all focused on how you build cloud native applications that uh, can run anywhere and run the way that you want them to run as well. Mm-hmm. And so I know that, for instance, on this one here, we're obviously going to be talking about some containerization technologies, Kubernetes from orchestration. We got some uh, Azure Arc goodness in there, near and dear to my heart, as far as Arc is concerned, which is kind of cool. But I think Brendan Burns is going to be actually delivering the technical session that matches up to one of these themes uh, specifically on uh, Tuesday of next week, I do believe. Um, yeah, but we have a fourth one. We have a fourth one to go still too, which is I'm assuming because of we haven't mentioned the word yet, it's going to be around collaboration. Is that correct? That's right. And and the uh, the fourth is really focused around the idea of how we build that next generation of collaborative apps that really work in the hybrid workplace. You know, we think about the pandemic and everything that's happened over the last 12 months. It's really changed the way people work and cha- changed the way we need to approach collaboration as well. Um, and in fact, everything at Build rolls up to these themes. Even the, the customer tech talks that I work on uh, will also roll up to these themes. And in fact, Right now, we actually have a very small sneak preview of one of those customer interviews that you'll be able to see next week with Morgan Stanley, who is using the WebView 2 control to bring together all of their applications in their business to drive kind of faster decision making within their employees. So I tell you what, let's, if you want, let's take a moment now to look at that video. Morgan Stanley is a global financial services institution. We help individuals, families, governments, and institutions raise, manage, and distribute the capital that they need to achieve their goals. Everything that we do in some way relies on technology, whether it's the way we relate to our clients and interact with them, all the way down to connecting them to the most powerful markets in the world. The tools that they have, the tools that our employees use, it's all based on technology to get the job done. Microsoft products are important to us from the tools we use on our desktop, to the way we develop software, to the way we deploy stuff in the cloud. So like I said, that is a very, very small preview of the uh, Morgan Stanley interview you will be able to see at Microsoft Build. And of course, if you want, you can head to the link that's gonna be on screen in just a moment. And this will take you straight to the session scheduler so you can add this to your schedule so you don't miss anything and miss any of that full interview when we show that next week. Thanks so much, Ben, I really appreciate it. Now you said the magical words, session scheduler. And so that means I need to now bring on the maven of all things session scheduling otherwise known as Ed, Ed Donahue. Uh, and she's going to be talking to me about the session scheduler and wayfinding stuff. 
Ed, are you there? Hey, there I you am. Are. Hello. <laughs> the magic of uh, Learn TV. We're all together here. That's going to be great. Can you so, believe it? So uh, talk to me about the session scheduler, because that is by far going to be one of the cornerstones of being able to get the most experience out of the digital experience known as Microsoft Build. How on heck do you stay organized? You're right. It's super important. And session scheduler, once you register for Build, you come back to mybuild.microsoft.com and you just click on sessions at the very top of the navigation bar. And that takes you to session scheduler. Any session that we run at Build, if it's a keynote, if it's a technical session, if it's a breakout session, if it's one of our really cool interactive experiences within the connection zone, they're all in session scheduler and you can add them to your own schedule, to your personal schedule that you can build for Build. You can add them in session scheduler. And from there, you can actually export it to your calendar. You can copy it, you can share it. There's a bunch of cool stuff that you can do. And it essentially all starts in session scheduler right, right after you register. You got it. So you got to register first, mybuild.microsoft.com, go off and register. We actually talked about registration in the last episode with Ben. He walked us through that one there. Um, and you mentioned a couple of points I want to bring up to, I want to bring up for folks just in case they didn't catch this. You can actually build your schedule, but then have it copied into your calendar. So that goes in with your calendar where we all live and breathe and die by right now to know what's going on. Yes. And you also can uh, worry about this concept, uh, sorry, not worry about this concept, which is always challenging for me, which is time zones. Because the session scheduler is inside your local time zone. Is that correct? Yes, it is. It will, whatever time zone you have, it will show the sessions in that time zone. And so yeah. when you add them and you sync your calendar with it, it just shows up and it tells you where to go when for basically all the cool stuff. You got it. Now, you mentioned one thing that really kind of slipped by, but I want to make sure I want to highlight this one here. You mentioned copying content. I don't understand it. Like, I know how to yes. put stuff into my scheduler, but this is something new that wasn't there before. You can copy someone's schedule? Yes. We have this really cool feature that if you're like a trend setter amongst your group of friends, you can create a schedule, like your own schedule, and then send it to them. And when they get it, if they're registered and signed in, they can copy all of those sessions to their own schedule with basically just a few clicks. Um, and I actually, I kind of have a demo of it, mm -hmm. if that would be okay with you. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Like roll the demo, let's take a look at this. I wanna see Ed build a schedule. Okay, so the first thing you do, again, register, just go register, mybuild.microsoft.com, and then head back there and you'll be here we actually have in sessions, if you go to sessions, you can click through to actually access some of those themes, those core themes. We have them all by schedule for you. So I've clicked into developer velocity and what it does, this is basically the attendee profile of developer velocity. And so you can see here are all of the sessions within this theme or within whatever attendee has created the schedule. And there's this little text thing right there that says, add all sessions to your schedule. And when you click that button, any of the sessions that aren't added to your schedule will add to your schedule. And you'll be able to tell that they add to your schedule because that blue button right beneath it will then flip to remove. And so you can tell that they've added to your schedule and then you'll wanna to move to the next day. So this is all Tuesday. 
And then on Wednesday, we have some more sessions within our developer velocity theme, and we'll add those sessions to our schedule. And then I know that we have one more session for developer velocity on Thursday. And this is a really cool session in the connection zone. And so this is a bit of a gotcha for these RSVP sessions because of the interactive experience that you get to do for this session, make sure you click RSVP and clicking RSVP will pop up a little dialogue box. You can confirm your RSVP and ta-da, you are all set for developer velocity or whoever schedule you have copied onto your schedule. Now, if you are the trendsetter in your group and you're like, hey, I want to share all of these sessions with my team, with my friends, I want us to all go together. The first thing you have to do is up in the corner, click your name and go click my build profile. There are some tabs at the top and you're going to click on contact preferences. Um, and you're going to make sure that the checkbox that says display the sessions on my schedule on my build profile is checked. And that will literally display your sessions on your schedule. And so from there, we have to go find you in the attendee directory. So to get there, you'll go to connection zone and then attendee directory, and then you'll actually search for yourself. You'll search for you. So I'm gonna search for Ed D and then scroll through and I'll find the right profile for me. Click on your name. You'll see your schedule that you've created and that URL up in the in your address bar that's what you can just copy and paste and share with people of hey this is where i'm going to be at build this is where i'm going come to the sessions with me you can put it in a url shortener share it on twitter facebook all of the fun things and ta-da you and your team get to go to build together awesome well Thank you, Ed, for sharing the knowledge that you have about Session Scheduler. Uh, I'm going to be bringing back Olivier here just to ask him, has he built his schedule as of yet? Oh, I think I have to, right? Because um, maybe I'm going to set a trend here and <laughs> we'll share my schedule, right? Yeah, we'll see if I am at but you're, you're going you're gonna to also talk a little bit about right now about uh, some new stuff from the learning zone. Is that correct? That's correct. And for that, uh, we're going to bring um, Navin Chen back to talk to us about the learning zone. Hey, Olivia. Hey, Navin, how are you? I'm great. Welcome. Uh, happy to be back on the show for second day in a row. Very happy about that. Okay. Yeah. Unusual. You're, you're, you're already regular, right? I'm new here. We both got the memo about the black shirts. I'm happy about that, too. So That works well. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so I'll start with, uh, really quickly, just describing the learning zone itself. So um, really, that's our... Uh, center for all things training, development, certification from Microsoft um, that you, all attendees can find during the event. So the easiest thing to do, again, after you register for build, across the top nav bar, you're going to find um, a tab for Learning Zone. And inside of the Learning Zone, you're going to find three core things. One is going to be um, a tab for the student zone. And that, if you click on that tab, it'll give you a filtered view of all of the sessions available for students. And again, not just students, we're looking at students of all ages. So we're thinking career switchers or anyone new to the industry, everyone's welcome to check out the student zone um, uh, during build, of course. The second is going to be for our Learn Live sessions. And if you're not familiar with what a Learn Live session is, um, it's it's really just about a guided walkthrough of learn modules. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about what, what some of those sessions are in a, in a second. Um, the third 
needs no probably no introduction, but our, our cloud skills challenge. That's the other the third tab that you're going to find in the learning zone. Again, we can talk more about that as yeah. well. Got it. Uh, let's jump into Learn Live. Give us a couple of examples. I think they align to the themes that Ben was mentioning earlier on, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. So um, we were talking about the themes, and, and thank you to Ben for, for introducing what those are. Um, I'm going to use uh, developer velocity as an example. So we wanted to make sure there's kind of this consistency through the whole event, and we're doing that with our Learn Live sessions as well. So um, two of them do align with that developer velocity theme. The first one is going to be uh, is called uh, Fusion Development 101, a pro professional developer essentials. And that's really getting focused on having professional developers creating that bridge for maybe some of their citizen developers within the organization on helping them create things like power apps and maybe more and doing it more efficiently. So really exciting. And what's nice about that is it's a new learning path that kind of just launched on Microsoft Learn. So a great opportunity to kind of dive in, get a subject matter expert to walk you through it, ask some questions along the way, and then you get a chance to kind of dive into that learning path right after. So that's one example. The second one uh, is um, uh, for anyone interested in creating web APIs. So very simply, create a web API with ASP.NET Core is the name of the session. Maybe uh, our presenters will be somewhat familiar to our audience here. So uh, brought to you by John Galloway and Shane Boyer, who will be on screen. I'm sure that they would love to be interrupted as much as possible. I think, oh, Olivier, yeah. you can speak to that. Yeah, exactly. So interrupting people is actually what I like to do as a host, right? Yeah, just stop here, stop here. Um, lots of great. Con I I love myself learning because like you as an engineer, you know, know an area, and then you want to learn about something else, something new. And and myself learning makes it so easy. But having learned live gives you the opportunity to ask the ones who have been developing that content, which very often is something I wear. I would like to have the guy who wrote that because I don't get it, and and so that's what you get with learn live. So. Um, I mean, people like challenges as well, right? So you learn your own with with uh, Microsoft Learn, Learn Live, uh, but then there's this notion of challenge. So what, what's this? Yeah, so we actually launched this for the first time last year at Build, and we're bringing it back. So it's it's called the, the Build Cloud Skills Challenge, if I can mm -hmm. say it properly. Um, so I think the first, what this is, is essentially, um, it's a collection of modules, custom collections of modules that we put together in an interesting way. And again, tying back to the themes that we're going to be releasing at Build, we want, we're aligning five challenges. No, it's not four, five. We've got yeah. five different challenges that people can sign up for, but each one of them aligns to a theme. Uh, so for example, developer velocity, we've been talking a lot about that. Once you get a chance to decide, get into the Cloud Skills Challenge, you can easily sign up for that developer velocity related challenge. We give you two weeks to kind of get it done. So not something you have to worry about on day one right away, other than to sign up. So those Perfect. are the key things. But I, I do want to talk about three things that people can do today. Cool? Yeah, go All ahead. Right. Yeah. All right, cool. So I'm number one, it. register for build. I think that we're we're making sure that message gets across. Number two, go to Microsoft.com slash learn. Um, make sure you have a learn profile. That is really going to light up your full experience, both for Learn Live and to enable you to participate in the Cloud Skills Challenge. Uh, and then number three, get back to the learning zone, click on the Cloud Skills Challenge button, and then get yourself, you can sign up now, so that way you can be notified right when the challenges start so that you don't miss a second. Awesome. awesome. Thanks, Naveen. So 
My to-do list just blew up. I don't know why exactly. My my to-do list now is um, is about lots of things. Hey, Rick, what about yours? Are you actually planning to get some of these challenges on? Oh, the, the learning skills challenge is something I definitely want to spend some time on. It's a lot of fun inside of there. But you know what? Let's uh, let's actually bring other folks back that were on the show here. We got Eric, we've got Ben, uh, Navin, and Ed. Because I want to ask all of you to promise me that you're going to go yeah. off and build your own schedule and then share it out with that link that Ed showed us in that one segment. Can you promise me to do all that? Uh, yep, we promise. I think we can yeah. do it. That's good translators. You know, so, so let's share that out on, on Twitter with hashtag msbuild or hashtag hello Microsoft build, one of the other. Uh, but uh, we ended the show last week with a quick little grab of fun thing that you have on your background for happens to be there. So one, two, three, everyone go off and grab something before we say goodbye. And then we shall be wrapping up this episode of Microsoft. Uh, so hello, Microsoft Build. Um, we are going to be joining you live for Microsoft Build on the 25th, 26th, and 27th. Go off and register my Microsoft or my build on Microsoft.com, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, everyone.